It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Well, welcome back to Daily Thunder Down Under. That's right, Down Under, because uh, I'm from Australia. Ben Price here, and it's uh, wonderful to join you again for some Daily Thunder, and I'm calling it Daily Thunder Down Under because here in Australia, it's Down Under. We uh, we get the kingdom of God, the upside-down kingdom, where the first will be last. So you might remember, last year I brought some uh, guest episodes to Daily Thunder where I looked at evangelism truths from heroes of the faith, and it was a lot of fun, and you can go back and check those out. And you might also recall that uh, I do some imitations where I mimic people like uh, like Eric Ludy. So uh, there's always twos where you have the, the first, uh, the flesh, the second being the spirit. And as a result, so could Eric be here in the studio with me? Possibly because it's an audio podcast. You might not see. Uh, I could have all kinds of people here. I could have President Trump, it's fantastic. It's really great to be here in your studio for some thunder down under. It really is great. You do a great job. It's fantastic. It really is. He could be here. Or or I could have uh, Ray Comfort here with me. Yeah, it's Ray Comfort. And uh, I love uh, thunder down under because I'm from down under, from New Zealand. It's uh, New Zealand's a place where we've got that little island, Australia, uh, to the side of us. So they could be here. Who knows? And uh, it's a little secret there. But uh, I'm doing a new series, and uh, the one for this uh, season is called Laugh in the Face of Adversity. So laughing in the face of adversity. I love to laugh. I do. I like to laugh. It's so much fun. <laughs> I'm bringing King Julian. Oh. And we've got a new king, too. We've got King Charles is the uh, another king that I do, and I'm so delighted to present laugh in the face of adversity, which... I I tend to do, because even though I'm going to have my coronation, my my son Harry, as facing adversity, has has been going through the trauma of uh, losing out on all the money from not being a royal, and he's been calling me up every day. I, I of course, accept the reverse charges to help him out. So, yes, as you can see, I, I do love to laugh, and I love to bring laughs to people because we desperately need to laugh in a day and age uh, such as this where adversity seems prevalent. It's all around us. And yet, ironically, Christians aren't usually associated with laughter. We're, we're, we're labeled serious. We're very straight-laced. You know, we're a Christian. We can't laugh. We can't have fun. And uh, nothing could be further from the truth. We, When we have the joy of the Lord, we have laughter is going to be evident. But yes, yes, we do deal um very seriously with people. When we're ministering to people, when I go out and share the gospel, um, you know, I do a lot of street evangelism and we are doing something that is very serious. We're uh, dealing with a people, a person's eternal soul. And so it's a very serious side when we're making disciples. And yet, uh, the other day we went out and we had this little trip uh, to the other side of town where I was. And it was like this mini missions trip where we came back filled with joy and we were laughing. We just had so much laughter, not because of, oh, well, look what happened. Isn't that hilarious? But just the, the joy of the Lord was strong and evident that we all had. And uh, yet we were dealing with the, the most serious thing, um, eternal salvation. So uh, question, is it biblical to laugh? Because even though we're doing something very serious, can we laugh? That's a good question. 
And uh, we get the answer, thank God, from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And this is uh, Solomon who writes, and he's his wisdom, which is the wisdom of God. He writes, um, and I remember first hearing this at a funeral. I think it was uh, my poppy when he died, and I was about 10 years old. And this is the first time I've heard this out of many times. Ecclesiastes 3, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. And here's verse four, which I really want to look at. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. And it continues. But but that first part of verse four there, a time to weep or, or cry and a time to laugh. So thank God, yes, there is a time to laugh. And it's biblical. And this is coming from God. There is a time to laugh. Laughter comes from God. And typically we would think, well, yes, that time to laugh is when things are good. The time to weep is when times of difficulty are there or adversity. And so we, we kind of get that. That's a very natural thing. And you know, here in Melbourne, because I'm down under in Australia, we're experiencing summer right now. And even though this is a winter series, uh, you might be in the Northern Hemisphere in America or Canada and experiencing minus temperatures and snow. And uh, we're getting hot temperatures where there's beach days and, you know, it's easy to to laugh at a time like that where things are good and you go to the beach and you swim and you're uh, getting daylight savings and all the good things that come with summer. And it's easy to laugh in the good times like that. But when you go through the cold weather, maybe, or perhaps it's lack of finances or perhaps it's being locked down for 263 days. Sounds kind of random, doesn't it? But that's what we had in Melbourne. Uh, Not consecutive days, but all up. We've got the world record for that. And uh, that's a time where a lot of people would weep or or mourn and go through that difficulty and it would match the adversity. Whereas I'm saying the very opposite, to laugh in a time of adversity, to laugh in the face of adversity. And um, I would often, during lockdown, get booked to do some comedy and companies would book me online for events where, you know, they'd have uh, team exercises and building uh, activities where they'd get me to come along and uh, appear online to make them laugh. And people would say, oh, I was so good. We needed a laugh. And, and people would often comment, you know, laughter is the best medicine. And it's true. Uh, although if you're in hospital and you're struggling to breathe and you're on a ventilator, I would say medicine would be the best medicine because you don't want to get me in to tell you a joke in those circumstances. But generally, yes, the laughter, even in a difficult situation, is really like medicine. Uh, And that comes from the scriptures. It comes from Proverbs 17.22, where it says, a merry heart. And, well, you know, that's that's, that's that laughing uh, where I can't help but read it like Robin Hood, you know, a merry heart. I just, you know, feel like being merry with my merry men and that my heart is merry like good medicine. Uh, So let's not get too carried away on this verse, but it says a merry heart or in the ESV, it says a joyful heart. So uh, it gives you that idea that this is the joy of the Lord does good like medicine. So it's not quite saying it's uh, laughter is the best medicine. It is just like medicine. It is medicinal. It's good for the body. Uh, but a broken spirit dries the bones. And that's really, it can be a lot to do with uh, being broken and 
and, and being anxious. And really, it's 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 not good for the body. It's it it dries the bones. There's a uh, physical impact that uh, that's going to have when you anxious when you're stressed when you're worried about things but when you have a merry heart it is like good medicine it does release endorphins there's a very natural wonderful thing that happens uh but i'm talking even more so than that and really when i talked about the joyful heart that's really the key because it's not just that you're happy that you're laughing that that there's good clean comedy which is great and and i'm all for it but it's so much more than that because if you're going to laugh in the face of adversity, most of us think, well, you know, I'll do it because it seems like the right thing to do. And you kind of have this nervous, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm not afraid. But inwardly, there's no joy. And it's got to come from a place of joy because that's where it's uh, overflowing into a smile, into a, into a laugh because your, your heart is merry. And it's not just the merry heart that's due to circumstances. In fact, it's it's got nothing to do with circumstances. It's got nothing to do with where you are or what's going on, but who you're in. And that's in Jesus Christ. So one of my favorite all-time verses, and it's hard to say that, isn't it? Because, well, you know, we can list so many, but this is one that I really love so much. And it's Psalm 16, verse 11. Uh, David writes this, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. But I just love that little part in the middle there. It says, in your presence is fullness of joy. And I often think if there was a, a way to measure a scale that could measure joy and right at the very top of that. In fact, I think it would even be off the chart joy. That's how much joy. There's like, there's no more joy that we could possibly have when we're in the presence of Christ Jesus, because that is the fullness of joy itself. And it's not anything to do with our circumstances. In fact, it's usually when we're going through a difficult time, that that's where God gives us that incredible joy because we press more into the presence of God, don't we? When we're going through a tough situation, we come to God. We're in his presence. We've submitted ourselves to God and he gives us the joy. And that joy is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And it's it really is the most incredible thing. And I remember one time just reading Psalm 119, and I was away on a, um, a a trip for work where I was doing some shows, and it was over a few days. It was a conference, but there was one night where I had the night free, and I remember just reading the Word of God, reading Psalm 119, and I read it slowly, like almost like uh, you're re- eating your favorite meal, and you're just devouring it, but you're you're absolutely just taking your time and um, making the most. And just delighting in that meal, just uh, savoring it. That's what I'm trying to think of. But it's like that when you're in the presence of God, just savoring that moment, just going, oh, I love this. Like sitting on a beach going, I never want this moment to end. And it was just beautiful because you had that fullness of joy. And uh, But yet we can have that even when we're going through difficult times. It doesn't have to be on a beach or it doesn't have to be when we get a free night. It can be going in the midst of a trial. And that's why... Because of that, we can actually laugh in the face of adversity. And I believe it's because we realize one thing, that those adverse situations, no matter how much adversity there is, 
And there can be a lot, right? But the, the joy is actually more. So we can actually laugh. In our, in our natural man or woman, we will not laugh at adverse situations. We will uh, be troubled in our hearts. And we'll be like, oh, there's an anxiety that happens. There's a stress. There's a worry that we turn to. But as soon as we realize that our heart is merry and that joy of the Lord is there, we, we laugh because we realize actually the joy is greater. In fact, it's the one that gives us the joy that's actually greater. And we will go through adversity, just in case you're wondering. I wonder if I'll go through adversity. You will go through adversity because if all of us have lived through the last couple of years, we've all gone through adversity. And yet as Christians, there's what Eric says is bonus um, trials. And, and it really is because uh, 2 Timothy 3 verse 12 Here's a promise from Timothy says, indeed, in other words, like absolutely, you can guarantee all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to pause right there. There's no comma. There's no natural pause, but I'm going to pause right there and say, this is not talking about when you're uh, living a godly life and Jesus is aware of that, then you'll encounter difficulty. It's like even when you desire, like having that desire in your heart to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, even then, will be persecuted. Uh, so that will is is a guarantee. It's a promise. It doesn't say you might, you may, you perhaps will. I don't know. We'll see how we go. It's a promise from God that you will be persecuted. So I, I had a book called Promises in the Bible that I used to read, uh, and I, I've still got it somewhere. And it's great. They're all wonderful promises that we can go, yes, amen, amen. I don't know if that promise is in the in the, the book because uh, we we don't want to have that promise, even though it is a promise. We're like, yeah, I don't like that one because it will be persecuted. But it doesn't mean it's got to take away your joy. In fact, I kind of do get a, a great joy that's stirred up within me, even when I look at that verse. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Because if you think about like a football team, now I'm from Australia, so we have Aussie rules football. You probably have NFL or uh, some other code or soccer, which they call football. It's confusing. But think about any sports team, right? The best player on that team, right? The opposition in their game plan are going to target that key player because they're going to do the most damage. And so they're going to spend all their time and all their energy on targeting that key player to take him out of the game or her out of the game because they're having an influence. And so in a, in a sense, it's like a, almost like a privilege. Wow, I'm you know <laughs> a key player. It's, it's, a, it's an encouragement. And in our case, when we're living a godly life, even when we're desiring to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, we're impacting we're advancing the kingdom of God and the enemy gets wind of that and wants to target you and I. And in a sense, wow, what a privilege. It's like, um, you know, and I did a series on Leonard Ravenhill. So he, he quotes, uh, you know, my main ambition in life is to be on the devil's most wanted list. And uh, you can go back and check that uh, episode out where I looked at Leonard Ravenhill and uh, I, I love his voice, but I love what he says there because uh, you know, none of us really want to amen that too much because we go, yeah, do I want to be on the devil's most wanted list? Because it means that there there will be persecution. 
But here's the thing. When your heart is filled with joy and you know who's giving it to you, you know it's not your happiness because, you know, there are some people who are just happy all the time. And maybe they've had a great upbringing. Maybe they've had a, a great job. Maybe they've got a lot of good things going and happiness just spills out of that person. Nothing ever seems to go wrong. They're just happy all the time. And, you know, I, I know people like that when you, you you don't even have to say anything funny. They just go, hey, go on. <laughs> and you think, what's funny? But they've just got that joy. But uh, no, it's it's not about that joy. It's about having the joy of the Lord. And that joy of the Lord is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is in our life and when there's less of us and more of him in our life, our heart will be merry and, and our heart will be joyful like good medicine. So it's not just natural circumstantial adversity that we can laugh at, but we can laugh at adversity that we cannot overcome. Adversity that's just so high level that we go, there is no way I could just laugh at the face of this. I need something far greater than that. And and to have that laughter spill out, it can only come from God that can give us that that joy, that heart that is merry. And so when we are persecuted, we can stand in the face of that persecution and, and literally smile. And literally a laugh can come out, not because oh, this is a funny situation. It might be a terrible situation, a diabolical situation, and yet laughter and joy can be evident in our lives. John 16, 33, Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. And he says, In the world you will have tribulation. There's that word again, you will. So here's a promise. Again, you will have tribulation. Uh, you will have adversity. You will have tough times. You will have trials and difficulty. It's it's promised. Jesus himself said it. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And what a great reason to be cheerful that he has overcome the world. So even if the tribulation is going to end your life, even if that tribulation is going to throw you into prison or some sort of diabolical situation, hey, I have the joy of the Lord and I know that he has overcome the world. So there's nothing that could, you know, outweigh the joy. Nothing adverse uh, that may seem horrible is going to outweigh the incredible joy that we have. And that's why we can laugh because he has overcome the world. So even if I die, like Paul says, to live is Christ. You know, if I'm going to live, I'm going to have Christ in my life. I'm going to have that joy. If I die, to die is gain. I gain his presence. I have eternal joy. You, you can't really lose. So we want to have our heart filled with joy and that merry heart. And Luke, 40, uh, Luke 6, 45 says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. Okay, so if, if we've got good treasure in our heart, it's going to produce good behavior, good works in our life that the, the Holy Spirit will do in and through us. And the evil person out of the evil treasures of his heart produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks so we generally get a picture of someone who's a believer by the way they speak because uh, it's coming from a place of out of their heart and vice versa when someone has evil in their heart that's going to come out in their speech in their actions and the way they are so for our heart to be filled with joy it will come out and it will come out 
in terms of the, the strength that we have, the joy. It will come out with a smile. It will actually produce a laugh that's not ours. It's it's a heavenly laugh that really we want to make sure we're in his presence constantly, where there's fullness of joy. So whether we're reading the scriptures, being in the presence of the Lord, whether we're going out, sharing the gospel, what a witness even in that it is in itself, because when we see people who are broken, who are sinners, and they see this incredible joy in our lives, that that's our strength. Even that's a witness. How are you so calm? How, how are you so filled with joy in times of adversity? Because it really does stand out and uh, it's, it's a witness. It almost uh, is strange to the world. How could we be filled with such joy and confidence? How could we be laughing in the face of adversity? And so store up the word in your heart, uh, as it says in Psalm 119, 11. Uh, read the word of God, spend time in prayer, spend time sharing the gospel, spend time being around other believers, sharpening one another as iron sharpens iron. And that joy is going to be in your heart. It's not the joy because of circumstances, because your football team's doing well. It's not because you've won money or you've got money in the bank. It might be that all these circumstances are absolutely opposite in your life. It could well be, but the one thing that remains is that joy in your heart, that merry heart, which is like good medicine. So I read uh, again last year, and, and I did an episode on Richard Wormbrand as one of the heroes of the faith. And uh, if I would encourage you again to read uh, the book he wrote, Tortured for Christ. And you can actually get it as, as two books in one because Sabina also had a story, and the, the collective story of that and Tortured for Christ is in one book called Wormbrand, uh, Tortured for Christ, The Complete Story, and it is such a good book. I was um, I was so inspired by this, and yet they went through, tell you what, adversity at a whole new level that we could go, wow, I've never gone through that. I hope I never go through that, and yet he was able to, yes, laugh in the face of adversity. If you see the movie Tortured for Christ, you're you're actually going to see that occur. And don't just think when I get to the adversity, oh, well, then I'll laugh. Then I'll just do the right thing. Uh, This this has got to take place in the small parts of our life. But but have a listen to this story. uh, I'll read it. This this was not actually, it was in the book, but he goes into a little bit more detail in in a YouTube interview that I watched. Uh, So it was a while back, he was being interviewed on a TV show, and he said, four men jumped out of the car. Now I'm thinking, maybe I should read this in Richard's voice, because he has this great Romanian Jewish voice, and he's like, four men jumped out of the car, and they pushed me inside. I was kidnapped. I had to disappear from the face of the earth for 14 years. The first thing which occurred into my mind was the words don't fear occurred in the Bible 366 times once for every day of the year and I was kidnapped on the 29th of February and I said to myself why what is there to fear this day is also covered and I began to smile when I began to smile they got frightened because they had to submit to me to interrogation and they believed that I have gone mad. Now who smiles when communists kidnap you? They believed that I had another shock. They asked me, why do you smile, sir? Because of the promise that I have. 
And I hope you uh, took that in. He smiled. There was a, a joyfulness, uh, almost a little chuckle in the face of adversity. When you think about the prospect of going into a communist prison in Romania and you know you're going to be tortured. And he, as he said, it was 14 years all up. Um, there was a small period where he, they let him out and he was soon back in. But there was a constant uh, adversity that was in his life and he was able to smile and laugh in the face of adversity. Now, you might think, well, if ever I get thrown in prison, that's what's going to happen to me. And I pray that doesn't happen, but it doesn't just wait till that day. He had stored up those uh, verses. He'd memorized all the scriptures where it says, do not fear, do not fear, 366 times. He spent time in the presence of God where there was fullness of joy. He understood the scriptures. He had that relationship with God. So for us, it could be that you don't have a lot of money right now because you're waiting to get a job and you've been waiting months and months and months. You've been praying and praying and praying and yet you still haven't seen the answer. And this is an adversity that you're you know, not accustomed to. You might be having a health uh, situation right now and you don't know what it is and doctors can't figure it out and it's, it's trying to make your mind think the worst and you're starting to have this fear internally because you're fighting this adversity that's personal. You might be thinking about all that's going on in the world right now because we're in a really crazy time and thinking, oh, what if this happens? Or what if they go to war? And what if this government gets elected? And and it does your head in. And yet you think, you know, how can I smile in the face of adversity? How can I laugh in the face of adversity? Because we can have a heart that's filled with joy. It's not our joy. It's his joy. But it comes from being in his presence. So my encouragement to you is while you go through these little situations before you get to the bigger ones, train in those first. And when you get to those situations, you'll know because you've trained for the task. And no matter what, and I say this, no matter what, okay, I believe that we as believers can laugh in the face of adversity. So be encouraged. God bless you. And I look forward to exploring this topic a little bit more and joining you in our next episodes. God bless. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellersley.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.